Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good morning from the Crop Doctors Podcast studio in Stoneville. Tom and I are here with Brian. Brian made the trip over this morning because we got some weather issues that we're dealing with on oh, yeah. the cotton crop. <laughs> That's a, a big deal this time of year. Late August, extended cloudy weather is never what you want to see with cotton. So, Brian, we appreciate you coming over, man. Yeah. Always glad to be here. Everybody in school getting into a routine now. Yeah, the they're in a routine, and you know we're still doing football. We've got two games today, and they're excited about it. This the second week of football. So they win last week. Yeah, they did. Both both teams, A team and B team. Good deal. So what positions are they playing? Well, Leo is a right guard and defensive tackle, and Val is a Peter Elisi linebacker number forty in a. <laughs> His debut is actually tonight, so we're excited about that. So how do you get a Paralisi on the offensive line? Well, you know, Leo's big for his age, uh, yeah. and he's strong, and he can block. And I then bet he he's can... not on the offensive line by high school. No. I mean, right now he's lean, mean machine. I mean, he's, <laughs> what, seventh grade? He's probably six, six one, one fifty five. For real? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, he's, he's you, you well taller at the than beach? me. He's tall. He's yeah. Tall and lanky like I was. And, I mean, he blows through the line pretty good, so that's why they have him at tackle. Um, he plays some end, you know, but mainly they have him at tackle just because he can get through there. He actually played with the ninth graders last week. Oh, wow. Towards the end of the game, so. I just picture you on the offensive line. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. <no. laughs> well, actually, I did, you know, towards the end of my career. You know, I claimed the linebacker position more. It's just more fun. <laughs> and then the, more glamour. Yeah, I was probably better at that. Various and numerous mispronunciations of his last name running around the, the booth of announcers and for the news media and misspelled in the newspaper and everything else. Well, like I was saying earlier, ever since that episode, not only do I get a lot of calls about that, it's been mispronounced more and more often in the past two weeks it's like come on now let's get this right i mean it sounds it's spelled nice it sounds nice but the, what this butchering is doing is not really what i want see i've never thought yours was that hard i mean there's I some o- there's some other ones around here that i have to think about but i've never i mean because I've, I've known you forever too so. i don't know maybe it's a cycle but i mean the past two weeks i'm like what is going on <laughs> it's been raining I've been out of circulation a little bit, but where I've been is five days in a row now. I don't know, it rained a couple of days last week, too. And I don't know, it's what, three weeks in a row we've had yes. one or two days, probably depending on where you were standing, that it's rained quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, heck, I mean, Saturday here was beautiful. Yeah. And then Sunday, I was actually here Sunday trying to race through some corn plots for the last time. And by golly, you could see the rain off in the distance like a mile in every direction. And it just never would converge. Yeah. And then I was surprised you, before we started, Brian, you were saying that there's been some extreme rainfall quantities in places. I think everybody's gotten some. Like you were saying, last week it was our typical pop-up type shower, hit or miss. It knocked some guys out of the field, mainly cutting corn. And then... Some beans, but uh, after Saturday, Saturday nights when I, I started getting phone calls. Well, th- I got phone calls probably Monday, but it, from from events that happened Saturday through yesterday. Right. And it's been pretty much contained to the 82 corridor in south, where the 
bulk of the rainfall was. I mean, I had some guys that were they got four inches Saturday night, you know, then it kind of light rain Monday, Tuesday, then Wednesday morning is when that big slug came across and, uh, you know, got another six inches plus. So total, there's some areas that got well over 10 inches. Said I've gotten close to four at my house. Tom, what have you? I haven't done a good job of looking at the rain gauge, but it's not a lot. Okay. It's, it's not even two inches, I don't think. I don't even think we've had more than an inch and a third, probably. And that's kind of what the forecast showed last weekend was basically 82 south. Yeah, I mean, well, heck, the Longwood variety trial, which is, you know, like east of Wayside, if I'm not mistaken, it had a six-inch number off of that rain gauge for one day. And I don't remember which day it was, but it's been since Sunday. And then Cook in the Arcola area said he poured like two and four-tenths out of his rain gauge the other day. Yeah, well, the problem is even north of 82 where it didn't rain as much, it's still pretty wet. It's been damp. And let's say they got a scattered storm Thursday or Friday last week, and then it's been misty rain. It's not as bad as south of 82, but that canopy is just staying wet. And the, even the lint and the cracking bowls, I mean, it's, it's still damp and it's staying wet from the foggy, misty weather. And it's not as bad, but, I mean, that's still not ideal, especially for opening bowls. What are we looking for? So, you know, once it clears back out, Get, we get some sunshine and dry the canopy out. What do we need to be going and looking for? Well, we need the sun. We need some hot days with some airflow, some wind. But I, f- I feel like you're going to see some hard lock bowls, some bowl rot. Um, and I've even heard reports from one farmer who had already had some cotton sprouting, you know, in the open bowls, the fully open bowls. So that's an issue in itself. But if it were to stay hot and dry and those sprouts don't get too big, you know, I've seen them just kind of sprout and die. And it's usually not that big of an issue. But the problem is, which the forecast at this point doesn't look too promising. If it continues to stay wet, and we've seen them actually kind of it grow, you know, get little seedlings in there, that's not good. And yeah, For Greenville, I looked yesterday and I even commented to my wife about it. It's not forecasted to hit 90 in the 10-day forecast. And I didn't even notice about the projected cloud cover. <clears throat> We've uh, nothing but less. But than, it's like a 30, 40, yep. 50% chance of rain. Yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like. But a lot of times, whenever an event passes and you get a few sunny days, sometimes that forecast will change. And that's what I'm hoping for. Based on the way it is now, I think it's Monday into Tuesday. There's another pretty good chance of rain. And they're saying a similar setup to this. But and there was a lot of question marks there, so I'm hoping that that'll change. But there's so much moisture in the air on the ground. There's a lot to work with. It almost seems like it'd be easier for something to get back in this kind of pattern. I'm kind of ready for this to dry up and start over back how we were the rest of the growing season. What's the effect of a weather pattern that like we're in now on the, the earlier maturing cotton versus the later planted? Or I say planted, later maturing, whether that's – due to planting date or yeah. variety or whatever. Well, from my experience, when you get weather like this, the greener it is and less mature, the better it handles it. And even if it's, you know, 80% open, 70% open, it's it tends to weather it better before you defoliate it, just like anything else. Once you expose it completely, you know, it just seems to be a little more susceptible. And then you've already put out – I don't know of any defoliation that's occurred, but let's just say you did – you know, then you start getting into all that 
regrowth is tough to remove. And if it were, if we were to get in this pattern, it's probably better to do it now than two weeks from now. Anytime you get like a five inch event, it's, it tends to that first one, take the biggest toll on your yield potential loss, you know? So with it not being as open right now, I think that maybe it could be looked at as a, a blip in this, in the production system, just like others, you might kind of forget about it later and know that you had a little yield loss, but it, everything cleared up and you, you had a good, you know, your top crop was fine and, you know, always kind of compensates a little. I mean, it seems like you always have something come against you, but, uh, you know, repeated events like this is what is where you can get in trouble. Um, I just remember from, you know, we had all those hurricanes in the early 2000s when your cotton was fully ready to pick, you know, you were picking back then, you know, 12 or 1300 pounds is probably like 15 now, but it seemed like that first event, you always got, you know, your 150 to 250 pound hit. The next one, you know, you still lost some, but it wasn't quite as bad as the first one. I guess to answer your question, I kind of derailed a little bit. I, th I feel like we're better now outside of some um, bowl rot and hard lock bowls if we can get lucky enough for this to move out. Where the majority of our crop is now, if the weather does break and it clears back off, do we have enough time to finish out a crop? You know, our last effective flower date historically that we go off of is like August 20th, and that's 50-50 chance of it making it. And now we've, I've seen a lot of blooms from now to the first or second day in September, given the year, you know, and you pick it last, it might make it into the picker. But by and large, we got the crop that we're going to set. Most, I mean, the vast majority of our cotton was planted in the same window, so dry first through the 10th. Now, we did have some replant. North Mississippi, we had that whole tunica and across area that stayed wet. And, you know, they, their crop's a little behind. But with the summer we had, it's surprisingly, it's caught up. It's not that far behind. And I was thinking more of small bowls and stuff. I wasn't necessarily thinking about new blooms coming on now. But the ones that did set before the 20th, like you, the day. Yeah, you we have time. I mean, you know, 40 to 50 days from flower to open bowl. And then it seems like as the days get shorter, that – plant really tries to do what it can do obviously the hotter it is the better but if it's already a decent sized bowl i mean two or three weeks i mean we, we have time to get those you know the ones that we have that are there now i mean i wouldn't look too much further into the future well we can definitely have july in september i mean we've done that yeah well, i've seen of, it really hot in september yeah lots and lots of years brian the one thing i want to at least touch on and and i don't necessarily know how to formulate this one as a question but Talk to us a little bit about how that cotton plant responds to this type of weather. We're kind of past fruiting, you know, and trying to set fruit. So, you know, had this been three weeks ago, which we started getting a little bit of cloudy weather in our early August, and we saw a pretty massive fruit shed. But our, our fruit retention was so high this year, there's pretty much no way we were going to – that was imminent. That, that was going to happen. But right now, with this kind of weather, I mean – you're, you're basically, you're not getting the heat units that you need to really push this crop through and try to get the bowls open. So it kind of just sitting there. And then if it is trying to open, it's really slow. And then you, you know, you just open yourself up to the, you know, losses from hard lock and bowl rot and, and things like that. Oh, and I, I think you hit the nail on the head with the prolonged period of canopy moisture. There's not a lot of wind out there right now. Just a little bit of mist as I came driving down here from Cleveland this morning, which has been, you know, the norm since pretty much Sunday that we all alluded to. And a lot of that's going to factor into a bunch of those lower canopy issues. And this is 
this is a bad time of the year to be a farmer and a spectacular time of the year to be a plant pathologist when it does this because I can just stand outside and you can smell it going on. But I know that the telephone calls are going to come. And, and in addition to the bull rot and the lower canopy, it's going to be the, the freak out about, you know, target spot. Well, I got target spot showing up. What do I do about it? And my thought has always been if you're five nodes above white flower, there's not much at that point you need to consider doing about that type of situation. And when does that cutoff really hit? Because most of the research trials we've done haven't necessarily preceded that because we've tended to make those applications when we see the disease. How many telephone calls are you getting related to target spot right now? Anything? No, not yet. But like we were discussing earlier, I feel like it's coming. Most of the calls that I've been getting have been about hard lock bowls, how much you think I'm losing, you know, things like that. This year, with the high fruit retention, um, we we set our first position fruit low like you're supposed to. I mean, fifth and sixth node, you know, that's your big money bowl. So, I mean, you kind of hate to see that, but we have plenty of nodes. And I guess, I mean, that's probably something we'll have to deal with. But if you look at last year where we didn't, we just pretty much skipped the first three nodes just because it was so wet. And then we started on the ninth, 10th, even 11th node so we pretty much didn't even have a bottom crop but for some reason and somehow that you know the plant's going to try to do what it can do i was impressed by the yields that we had where we put put the fiber even stacked that high up on the plant so you know with that being said maybe um if we can finish out the rest of our top crop you know it'd be a blip lose a little bit at the bottom it's not going to be every bowl um, i'm still hoping that uh yield potential will stay high Going into this, before, you know, this rainy period, I mean, I'd say our cotton range from, I mean, it had a big range in quality because, I mean, just the weather was so crazy. But the vast majority of the cotton that I looked at looked pretty good to excellent. You know, I'm not sure how the heat and the at nighttime temperatures are going to affect the quality. That's yet to be determined, but I still have hopes, pretty good hopes for it. Well, and lots of pictures have started showing up on Twitter, and I've had a couple of just casual conversations with folks about bowl rot, and I had been down Crystal Springs area and come back north and looked at some cotton just as I was winding through some of those places and did run across some bowl rot and some small little scattered areas. Most of that cotton looked to be pretty rank. I mean, it was really tall and it didn't surprise me that I was running across some rotted bowls in the lower canopy. And and the hard part about that is there's nothing you can do about that from a management perspective. Fungicides are not effective on that. Yeah. You've got to get that to the lowest part of the canopy. And, and my thought process has always been if you're getting some leaf defoliation in the lower canopy, that's not such a bad thing. Yeah, That'll open that lower canopy up and hopefully increase airflow and reduce the likelihood of that happening. And I, and I know that's a, that sometimes is a difficult thing to stomach when you tell folks that. Um, yeah, right now anything would help just to get that airflow. But, you know, I, I've seen bull rod even before this. Last week I was seeing it in places just to the cloudy, scattered showers we were having. So, you know, I'm sure this only made that a little worse. You know, we're just going to have to see how bad it is. But the, the vast majority of the acres still has plenty of bowls left to mature and open. So it goes back to the weather. I think that's the good news, and I guess we can hope as the calendar turns to September, we get a good delta September, you know, clear skies, a little breeze every once in a while, even if it is a hot breeze. Some 90s and 60s would be pretty good for a cotton crop to finish off. 
Yeah, and I know we'll talk about defoliation in a, at another time, but, you know, it just really confounds defoliation whenever you're like, you really want to put it out, you got a hot sunny day, but, you know, three three days down the road, you got another system like this coming, and you're like, well, what, what should I do? I get a lot of calls like that, you know, because you want to put something out, but, you know, the end result is probably not going to be that good, so... Well, I think the take-home message is don't don't part the canopy back and panic. I, sometimes I feel that that ends up being the telephone calls I deal with. You know, I parted the canopy back and I'm finding target spot and I'm panicking. What do I do about it? And I, and I say, you realize that's one of our most common lower canopy diseases. It doesn't always relate to a yield loss. And I think when we run across it, it's typically at an advanced stage mm-hmm. like it would be now because the cotton crop is pretty well along. And a lot of those leaves in the lower canopy shaded out, some nutritionally deficient things. And you're going to expect that some of those leaves are likely going to get infected and just get shucked off the plant, especially when the weather does this. And there's still other sources higher in the plant. They can finish out those bowls. But before this, the crop was, I'd say, a week or two ahead of last year at least. So, you know, I think if this moves out, well, we could still be picking. I think a lot of pickers will be in the pick in mid-September if this moves out. Brian, it's great to see you over here, man. All right, really y'all appreciate too. it. And that's, you know, keep us up to speed and abreast on what's going on in the cotton world for sure. Jason. Will do. It's fantastic to have you back in the podcast studio. It's good to be back, Tom. Thanks. It's, it's good to see you. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.